right, social. So, am I the asshole for showing my sister's boyfriend her childhood photos? I am a female, 21. My sister is F23. My sis, for the sake of anonymity, I will call her Cass, is pretty now. But to be honest, that hasn't always been true. Of the two of us, I was always considered the prettier sister. I don't mean this badly, but I do know what people meant by this. I am conventionally attractive. Long blonde hair, green eyes, tall, slim. And she is on the shorter side. Naturally frizzy dark hair. Used to be 10 pounds heavier than she should have been at 5'3". And chubbier in the face. Because of this, Cass grew up extremely insecure and would take it out on me and attempt to sabotage me anytime something in my life was going better for me than for her. For example, even though I'm younger, I got engaged before her. My wedding is in October. My sister already has her dress for the wedding, and what do you know? It's the closest shade to white as it can be. Champagne. and ugly AF. I've put it behind me, but I feel her jealousy and insecurities have put a wedge in our relationship. Okay. Recently, Cass got into a relationship with her current boyfriend. Their relationship has surprisingly been going really well. I guess she finally found a guy who can handle her pettiness. About a year ago, I'm sorry, about a year before this relationship, she got a nose job, started working out, changed her hair, and just looks a lot better. As shallow as this may sound, I am recently less embarrassed to introduce her to people ever since she has been putting in effort. Anyway, I was out to dinner on the 4th of July with some friends and family, and Cass bought her brought her boyfriend. Cass and her boyfriend were seated across from me and my fiancé. The dinner was going fairly well until Cass started pissing me off by bringing up a story from when I was 12 and saying I was always such a brat and so needy and entitled, and that thankfully I've at least slightly changed since then. While doing this annoying high-pitched squeaky giggle, she only does when she's with her boyfriend. My annoyance led to me realizing Cass's boyfriend probably has no idea what she used to look like prior to her glow up, as I doubt Cass showed him any photos. So I spoke up suddenly and said I had some funny photos to share of Cass and me when we were about eight and ten. There's a photo on my phone where we are both at the beach, but her swimwear is way too small for her, and you can see how heavy she is. Cass was angry before I even had the photo ready and tried to lean across the table to grab the phone out of my hands. But her boyfriend grabbed her wrists and stopped her before she could. I showed my fiancé and her boyfriend the photo, which led to awkward silence before her boyfriend said, That's you? In disbelief, and Cass immediately began crying. She got up and left to go to the bathroom, not before saying, I'm a bee, and making people in the restaurant look at us. I don't feel I'm in the wrong here because of the way she acted, but my fiancé thinks I was immature. I don't think I am the asshole, jerk, but I'd like reassurance. This one's pretty easy. I mean, there's not much to, you know. It's kind of hard. It's a little hard for me because it's hard for me to tell, like, how much of a jerk the sister was being. Yeah. But because she's the narrator, so she's going to try to make her sister sound as bad as possible to justify what she did. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it seems like, why do you have those photos on your phone? Like yeah, why do just, you have them readily available? You're so right. You got it's you, a loaded you, gun. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just like locked and loaded, ready to to go. The second I you you 
cross some kind of imaginary boundary for me. So that's why I think that. Yeah, I think she, I really think she took it too far. Yeah. I, I, it's one of those, like, it's, it's very childish. It's like a, like a slap fight that gets out of control and turns into like a real fight. You know, like the like yeah. kids will do sometimes where it just escalates yeah. and then all of a sudden one person's crying and you kind of everyone's like, how did we how did we get, get here? here? Yeah. yeah. Um, if like one person took it too far and I think the person who took it too far is the OP. Ab- absolutely. I mean, OP just it just sounds like um, she humiliated her like. It kind of sounds like her sister originally kind of embarrassed her a little bit. The way that you, the way that family does at reception dinners and and stuff like that. Yes. And it feels like she just had the opportunity to totally humiliate her and bludgeon her self-esteem or something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. It's, it's like uh, she went for the nuclear option when it was, you have to stay within these, the parameters of just kind of, um, you know, giving giving uh, relatives a hard time like we do is there's you know long tradition of that sort of stuff. You're breaking balls, so to speak. Um, yes. And uh, and then, but you, what you don't do is uh, suddenly stand up and then punch someone in the nose with a closed fist, which is what she did essentially. Because um, yes. she just she stepped way over the boundaries of like what that was. What it wasn't a it wasn't an equivalent response to um an action it was an, a huge escalation and so yeah yeah i just i guess i don't know i think if you're the conventionally prettier sister or you were always that way growing up or you think that anyway i think you can take some of the heat <laughs> right yes it's unfair but i feel like your sister probably took a lot of the heat as kids and i feel like you can take a little heat on your you know, in a day where people traditionally do do give you a little bit of heat. I guess she started it and she finished it. They both sound really immature. They do both sound really immature, but I mean, just the way that she wrote it, all the there's a lot of snark kind of. Uh, yeah, there was this. so much pettiness and snark throughout that I think she's an unreliable narrator. Yeah, like, I would say that. Yeah. Trust what how petty her sister was being or how she told the story, because everything she's saying up to that point is meant to justify her behavior, which is going nuclear. Like right, I mean the dropping the photo, the the chubby beach photo is just cruel. Like you're she had that on her phone. Sorry, good. Like yeah, you said. she had it on her phone because she knew that she was going to drop. She knew that anytime. Well, here, here's the thing that I think if we go back a little bit and just uh, kind of go kind of up and look at this from like ten thousand feet, I think that the sister was very comfortable with the dynamic where she's the pretty one and the sister is the schlubby one. Right. Yeah. But then the sister yeah. had a glow up and now she's got some competition and she doesn't like it. And, That's true. you know, attention is now being diverted away from her and going to her sister who's looking, you know, much, much better because for whatever reasons. And um, I don't think she likes necessarily the new dynamic of, uh, yeah, I pretty sister. Not only does she feel like she has some competition, she's also extremely insecure yeah. because why else would she act this way? So it's like clearly she's insecure, too. Yeah, they Otherwise, haven't outgrown this. I mean, they're 21 and 23. So. I know, which is young, but like old enough, especially one of them's getting married. Come on. Right. To, 
grow out of this dynamic. And, and the, the other thing is like the the competitive element of this, as if it's a competition. I'm getting married first. I'm doing I this know. first. It's like that. I'm that is so. First. I'm getting married first. Like yeah. Oh God. It's and not like oh, her relationship is going well. Surprisingly, like right. But also, I want to say that the boy, like uh, Cass, I guess her sister's boyfriend, was also being kind of an ass because I don't know why he grabbed his girlfriend's wrist to stop her from pulling the phone. When it's between two sisters or family member, like, stay out of it. Yes. I mean, that was a call. Her. It was weird. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't stop my partner from doing that with their family. Like, I just, if it's your partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, husband, whatever you have, I just, it's kind of a bad call to um to get in the middle of it, especially if you're not going to be on your partner's side. Right. Curiosity kills the cat, right? Like he don't, don't look at the picture. You don't want to see it. Like if your girlfriend doesn't want you to see it, take her side. Don't look at the photo. Just say, I'm okay. I'm good. You know, it's just like there, nothing good is going to come out of that. So I know. And then also like, um, when he said, is that you? Like, right. did he need to say that? Like, that's just such a bummer thing to say. <laughs> he could have said, oh, you look cute or exactly. Anything. Oh, look at you. You're so cute. Look how, you know, yeah. Look how sweet you look, you know, whatever. There's yeah. a million things he could have said. And he said the dumbest, worst thing. So I think she felt like the whole table was kind of against her, except maybe the fiance. That was the only voice of reason within the whole. I know. The only person that was like, okay, this seems immature. And that's just such a pain. I probably would have cried too. I mean, my personal experience, I grew up in, I grew up with one sister as well. And there's always kind of a competitiveness that maybe you you guys don't have between yourselves. I don't think we felt necessarily animosity or competitiveness between ourselves. But the family always makes comments to like try to create this dynamic, which is so weird to me. And she was conventionally, she was always thinner than me. So she always had a thin body type. Um, so some, so I think sometimes people would think she was prettier, but then a lot of times people would think I was prettier because they'd say, well, you have a prettier face and stuff like that. And there were just comments that neither of us totally ever unnecessary. Heard. Yeah. No one, neither of us really wanted to compete with the other one. And it's like, it was kind of sad. I think I honestly felt like I wasn't as good as her in a lot of ways. I had like a lot of insecurities and I found out later that she also felt like she wasn't as attractive as me in a lot of ways. I, and it's I, just like, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. When, when relatives do that stuff, it's as damaging as putting you in a ring and saying fight to the death. You know what I mean? Like it's, you might as well do that for your, for our entertainment. You two now fight, you know, it's it's crazy that the uh, the, da- the psychological damage you can do to people when you when you do that kind of um, because what you're saying under under the surface is like you're a little bit better than this one and then and then another time you're a little bit better than you know that one and it's like uh, it I, I don't understand the mentality is it meant to um, motivate us to be better or something like why do they do that i don't understand it's like like, especially in the u.s we're a really competitive society and i think we're just like pitting each other because we're such an individualistic culture it's like we're pitting each other against each other 
but and like but this wasn't only only a case in my american household this was also true in my mexican part of the family where they'd say often say my sister is thinner than me should unnecessary comments but that i was prettier than her which was also unnecessary and neither was true that one was more attractive for x reason or x reason it's just like we looked different and and their defense is always hey i'm just speaking the truth i'm just speaking the truth ridiculous like, like no one needs to know and also it's not the truth it's your opinion right you it's it's your opinion and no one needs to hear it just yeah keep your mouth shut and don't say anything you know it's like uh yeah um i'm and just I, looking oh, oh sorry i was just sorry. looking here it says uh she said i've put it behind me but i feel her jealousy and insecurities have put a wedge in our relationship and that's very telling i think because she's projecting there it's it's not just her jealousy, her sister's jealousy. It's also her own jealousy at her sister's glow up. And uh, I'm curious to know if her sister was more accomplished in other ways as well. Like maybe she has a better career or she was more academically successful or other things. She could be like a brilliant cellist or something. It's Yeah, because there's like some weird animosity from the supposedly prettier sister that's making me think, okay, well... You're either like a raging narcissist that doesn't want any competition because you have like a golden child complex, pretty much, or you're just deeply insecure or not mutually exclusive, but also you're deeply insecure and you feel threatened by this competition, which is strange. And I think we're in the majority here. I'm just looking at a couple of posts here and uh, Electronic Fox 6383 says, well, someone's jealous and insecure. But it doesn't sound like your sister. Take a look in the mirror, YTA. So yep. That's yep. pretty much so. it. And here's another one too. Uh Choice Werewolf twelve fifty nine says, I mean, OP sounds like the waking embodiment of the picture of Dorian Gray. Pretty on the outside and festering ugliness on the inside. It would have cost OP nothing to just let what her sister said roll off her back and just keep a bit of distance if she didn't like being around her but instead she took the opportunity to be cruel petty and mean so i think that i mean i think we're spot on here with our our armchair uh, diagnosis you're the asshole i think we've, we've yeah you are a jerk i think we've reached our conclusion Am I that asshole for knowing that my son isn't mine and choosing to raise him anyway? 42 male was with my ex, 41 female, for four years from the ages of 27 to 31. In the second year of our relationship, she got pregnant and I was so happy to be a dad. So excited to give my child everything I didn't have. Later on in the year, we welcomed a beautiful, healthy baby boy. I should preface this a bit more by saying that myself and my ex are both pale Korean. So when my son was born of a darker skin, I had some doubts, but told myself that he would gain features that resembled his mom and I the more time went on. I was wrong. Within the first year of his life, I knew that my son wasn't mine. Along with his darker skin, he has hair that defies gravity, while mine and his mom's is as straight as needles. 
He has different facial features than both of us. Despite knowing most of these within the first year of his life, I decided to stick around and raise him as my own because I already grew an attachment to him and vice versa. I, of course, didn't mention that I knew to my ex, and whenever my family would question me about it, I'd just say, he's my boy. Of course, in the relationship with his mom and I ended, but for other reasons. Despite that, I've still stuck around to raise my son. He's 15 now and lives with me 75% of the time and his mom the other 25%. It's just what works for us. Last week, I took my son to get his haircut as he didn't want to grow out his afro anymore. He went back with his mom shortly afterwards, and the day after, I got a call from my ex telling me she needed to speak with me and that it was serious. We met up, and she sits me down very dramatically and proceeds to tell me that my son isn't my son and that he's her old co-worker's son and that he's in a very vital stage where he needs to learn about him and his biological dad's culture and whatnot. I told her that I knew. She looked shocked and confused. (laughs) I told her that I wasn't stupid, that I knew since the moment that he was born, and that I loved him, and if he chooses to meet with his bio dad, then I fully support him. She ended up getting mad at me, saying that if you knew, you should have said something, and that we could have prevented depriving him of his other culture long ago. When I brought up that she should have told me, she just said, I didn't want to hurt you. That conversation ended, and she went on to tell my son everything. He was rightfully upset and called me afterwards to pick him up. I told him that I had known and just loved him from the beginning. He was upset with me for about a day. Then he came to me and said he wanted to meet his bio dad. I said, okay, and called his mom. Long story short, bio dad doesn't want to be involved despite knowing about my son since he's been born. My son is still rightfully sore about the situation and my ex is saying it's just as much as my fault for not saying anything. Maybe if I did say something that he could have grown up with his real dad and didn't have to go through this or any of the other things he's experienced. Am I the asshole? Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Am I a saint, pretty much? I feel like... I I think, honestly, the man knew about the son since he was born and still didn't want anything to do with him. So, no. No, Obviously. that makes his bio dad the asshole. His yeah, wife and the is the asshole. huge asshole. And uh, this guy is a saint. Like you said, he's uh, squeaky clean all the way through this. I mean, there's nothing that he... But I, I love how they... I just... It, it amazes me how people can can kind of twist... Slate him into in acting mind. like he's a problem. Yeah, it's like she's she's basically saying, like, it's your fault. It's your fault that I cheated on you, had another man's child. I mean, it's crazy. It is just crazy how, um, how twisted people can get. Yeah. So yeah, this one, I mean, this one is not going to be, it's not going to be difficult because, uh, I would say, uh, he is definitely not the asshole. Um, but it does, I, it does kind of beg a further question is, is it a good idea to do this though? Um, I mean, should, is it better to just kind of air everything, you know, come, come clean with everything in the, in the beginning, because you just never know when the rug is going to get pulled out from you later. So it sounds like the wife was trying to kind of leverage the system against him a little bit, or um, I I don't know. It's just. uh, Yeah. In a way, but also I, I think the son was way better off for it because he had a, a father figure in his life. Thanks to him, because it, his bio dad knew about him since birth, but didn't want anything to do with him to begin with. 
So his mom is kind of being delusional in a sense, because why is she saying that he could have grown up with his real dad and everything when his real dad knew about him from the beginning and didn't want to step up. So that was never going to happen. So it was pretty much, he was going to grow up without a father figure or, or that man was going to be forced into a father figure role, which wasn't going to be the best for the child anyway, because he didn't want, he wasn't interested. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he was a much better father. I mean, yeah, the other, the other guy didn't want anything to do with them. So um, the thing I don't understand is that also is the wife is really seems um, concerned about this sort of culture, culture thing. And to me, I, right. culture just doesn't, I, I don't see the connection between genetics and culture. It's like your culture is your experience, right? Like you grow up. True. So even like, um, you know, I've, I've met uh, Korean people who are who grew up in Korea. Um, my daughter is, you know, culturally Korean, but um, right. I'm an American. She's half, you know, I mean, uh, she's half Caucasian, but she's not. I, she still thinks of herself as fully Korean. Um, you, right, you mentioned that before. Yeah. In a fully Korean culture. You're so, right. yeah, there's no point in in thinking of yourself in another way. And you're right. Culture is not genetic. It's his experience. So, you know, I mean, if he grew up with two Korean parents, then that's what it is. Right, right. I don't know why the wife is thinking that she can go ahead and I, I don't know. It's just it just seems really, really funny to me that, you know, you need to go and uh, experience the culture that. uh that 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 uh matches your uh race or your whatever you know your your ethnicity and something and uh i i just i don't think it really works that way i think that a, a 15 year old is going to identify with the culture that uh he or she grew up with and experienced through her real parents the people that raised her not some stranger who you know i i, I think there is something to be said about like meeting your bio parents if if uh if a child really wants to is really curious about some of the genetic traits or things that family history, you know, for medical reasons, there's lots of reasons why you would want to be have uh, communication with uh, biological parents. Um, but I, I just, in this case, it, it just, it seemed like, um, yeah, the, the, the wife was, was making a, a problem where, there one didn't really need to be exist. She's really lucky that she, that this guy is such a saint that he raised that kid as his own. And, uh, and he's taking care of this kid 75% of the time. And while it's okay for the guy to want the kid to want to meet his bio dad, I don't know. I just feels like the mom wanted an excuse to, to like have the bio dad in his life again or something. Yeah, that could be. That could be. I mean, this guy's doing 75% of the workload here, you know? Like he's basically raising the kids by himself. And the kids uh, the kids. Yeah, he's I mean, she's what is she doing? Like she she's she got off scot free essentially for the and the and the really the bio dad is the one who got off. This guy took on an entire workload, but you know, he he will also get all the benefits that go along with being a father you know you you the uh 
the experiences of of uh of of raising a child is very rewarding also so yeah. i don't maybe he doesn't see it as like just a burden you know it's not just a financial burden it's uh it's something that he wanted to do but um oh, very strange situation so i would say definitely not even close to asshole not even same universe and uh so this um mark chungus says not the asshole okay so your ex cheated on you knew that she got pregnant with the guy she cheated on with you lied to you and your son this whole time and this is your fault you seem to be a really loving person and your ex is most likely taking advantage of your loving nature by placing her grief on you i'm so sorry you're going through this yeah a hundred percent i mean she, she made all the mistakes along the way and then in the end it's all your fault and, uh, and she's like basically getting off scot-free with having someone raise a child that isn't his. It's like she won the lottery and she's trying to return the ticket or something. It's weird. Right. Yeah, yeah. This ticket is such a burden on me. Why did you burden me with, uh, I mean, it's just like, what is the alternative? The alternative is this guy just walked away. You cheated on me. You, you know, I hate you. And now you're stuck raising this other guy's kid and the other guy doesn't want anything to do with you. And then you got to go through the court system and try to, you know, claw some uh, child supports. Um, I'll just read one more here. Not the asshole. And you are his real dad. Being a parent isn't a biology. It's about commitment and love and sacrifice. It's possible bio dad could come around to a meeting, but it sounds like he knew he had a bio child and rejected being a parent. You've done the right thing. Good luck to you. And I hope you and your son navigate yourselves through this. Yeah. There we go. Well yep. said. All right. Not the asshole. Not even close. Asshole. This is the instinct to destroy. Okay, so am I the asshole for ruining the office vibe when coworkers tell illegal, amoral stories? I'm intrigued. Um, okay. I, 36-year-old female, work in finance, which is not really relevant to the story. But let's say for context that 70% of my coworkers are male and older than me, 40 plus. I am uncertain whether I'm being TA in the office uh, due to uh, recent events where I have been Debbie Downering on fun conversations. Three recent examples. Coworker, male, 48, tells me how I should try this new TikTok trend. Okay. 48-year-old uh, doing TikTok. Uh, already, you're you're looking better than that person. Um, I am. Okay. I should try this new TikTok trend around Ikea that somehow allows you to trick the ice cream vending machines so you get double the soft ice serving while only paying for one. I said, no, thanks. I don't shoplift. Okay. Um, number two. Coworker hey. male 60 uh, tells me that the effing cops gave him a ticket for going nearly twice the speed limit in a re residential area. He rants about how speeding tickets are like a government run little people funded money press. And I reply with, well, you could also see it as your voluntary extra tax, con tax contribution. And he leaves clearly annoyed. This is the worst one. Sorry to the cat people out there. Coworker, male, 42, shows me a picture of his cat. He knows I'm a cat person. I know he is not. With a huge wound on its paw. Bone showing huge. 
He says, I think it was hit by a car last week. It looks bad. And this morning, its leg was swollen, and the exposed skin was odd-colored. So my wife made me take it to the vet. He is laughing about his silly wife, and so is a third coworker, male, 51. But I am not laughing. I mean, come on. This is animal neglect, and that cat must have been in serious pain for a week. I just say, good, that you took him to the vet. Probably it would have been cheaper if you went last week. Maybe you should give your cat to someone else. And then I walked off. In both examples, I clearly felt like I was causing tension and strain on the whole office vibe because of how I responded, and multiple people were present. In hindsight, I actually regret my comment on the IKEA ice cream thing because it does sound very moralizing, doesn't it? But on the other hand, WTF is wrong with these people. Since when was stealing being a terrible driver and animal neglect safe for work topics? Can we please go back to talking about your lame trip to Italy, pretty please? Or is it me? Am I the problem? Should I just laugh it all off with the rest of the guys to not ruin the vibe? Am I the asshole? Hmm. Until number three, I was like, you might be a bit of a prude. I mean, not necessarily. I think number two was kind of bad, too, because they were speeding like twice the limit in a residential area. So I was yeah. like, okay, that's kind of, that's not great. Yeah, that is messed up. Number too. one, I was like, you might be kind of a party kid, party pooper. Like you might be right. a party. No, no, no. Uh, I'm not crying any tears for uh, Ikea losing some uh, soft serve ice cream money. I yeah, come on. And that's not shoplifting. It's not the same. If yeah. they if their like machine can be tricked that way, then they need to go fix it or cry about the losses. I'm sure yeah. they'll be fine. Right, right. That's it's like kind of annoying. Yeah. I yeah, I think number one is annoying. I, it, number one, uh, I would say, yeah, you were being kind of a a Debbie Downer. Yeah, kind of yeah, being kind of a Debbie Downer. And you're being asked by saying, like, no thanks, I don't shoplift, which probably made the person feel bad for no reason, kind of, because they weren't doing anything wrong. It's not like they were going to a small locally owned ice cream shop and like stealing buckets of soft serve. <laughs> like, right, like, right. They weren't <laughs> right. It wasn't like a Lando Lakes uh caper or something, you know. I know, um, yeah. Like, come yeah. on. Anyway, yeah. The second one, I do think they were being they weren't being an asshole because i do think it was it's kind of wrong to speed in residential areas especially if you have kids really pisses me off kids and stuff yeah you just never know when it's a residential area when a kid or an old person's gonna run into the street or old person's gonna limp into the street or whatever and you know you just don't want to be speeding or a dog's gonna run loose and run in front of your car i mean it's just not a, a good idea to speed now, their snarky remark of, like, it's your voluntary tax contribution honestly is fine because what the person is doing is uncalled for, like the speeding. And it was kind but, of a joke, right? I mean, if, if somebody said yeah. to me, it's a government-run, little people-funded money press, I go, well, you could look at it as, like, a, you know, an extra tax contribution. I mean, right, it, your voluntary tax contribution because you decided to speed, essentially. So, yeah, I think that was okay. Yeah. Um. But number but three the, is horrifying to me. That one is that just absolutely unconscionable. I I don't understand cruelty to animals. Like I I just uh you No, know, the I, neglect I, and being comfortable with that is weird. It's like I can't imagine my dog getting like hit by a car and me just being like, Yeah, walk it off. 
I mean, if the when they said the bone was showing through, I mean that is that means the cat is in immense pain. I mean that that's a compound fracture, right? When the bone is yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, that was just scary. So I don't know. It's terrible, honestly. But basically, it's like saying, "Look at how psychotic I am, everybody." I'm a I'm a sick bastard. So I would say that dude belongs it should be locked up i mean you're just you're a monster if you i mean if you you don't take your your cat in and and deal with that uh when the bone is sticking through um i could understand like maybe okay my my cat is limping and Mm -hmm. if it doesn't go away after a day or two then i need to bring my cat in like i you could but but when you know that there's a a wound that you think it got run over by a car and your reaction is to s- snicker and then do nothing for a week. You're a freaking piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. Garbage. But it's just like creepy and completely. Yeah. It's very shitty behavior, piece of shit, asshole behavior. I think it's like everyone sucks here, but on a gradient. And it's like the person who took ice cream from Ikea probably sucks the least. The person yeah. writing this post sucks a little bit more than them because they were kind of an asshole for no reason to that person. Then the guy speeding sucks quite a bit more than both of them. And the guy who let his cat got, get hit by a car and just lay there for days is sucks the most. <laughs> it's like, have you seen that scale where it's like normal people are like, uh, the Dalai Lama, Jeffrey Dahmer, you, that's like the scale we're doing with here. And it's like this guy is like Jeffrey Dahmer over there. Like, right. But the llama llama lost a lot of points recently when he was. Uh, did you see that the video where he's like sucking yes, on the boy's gross. tongue or something? So, um, yeah. yeah there, Mother Teresa. Mother, Mother Teresa. There we go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Mother Teresa, Jeffrey Dahmer, you. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just God. I, <laughs> It is like a Jeffrey Dahmer level. I mean, how can you just sit around like a psychopath having let your cat get hit by a car? This is a, for another episode, but I don't think people should have outdoor cats that way. Because it's just like their lifespan is cut significantly. And a lot of times people don't spay or neuter their cats. And so there's a bunch of wild cats. And they and also eat, they kill a lot of birds, too. Yeah, they kill a lot of birds. And they can get ill or get harmed. And it's just like, ugh. yeah. Cat fights in the middle of the night sound like babies. It's so scary. It sounds like babies crying. It's like really scary. I used to live on this rooftop in Mexico. It was like a room on a rooftop, not a, what are those called? Penthouse where it's like really nice. I'm talking about like a little cement room on a rooftop. Dingy room. Um, But one night I was about to go to sleep and I heard this infernal baby demon screaming outside i was so scared i was like i'm about to get killed by this baby demon and i look out and two cats fighting i was like get the hell out of here (laughs) right right. it was so annoying because it's like the fear did it cross your mind you're like chupacabra is real you know in that yes i was like i'm about to get murdered by i've had a couple instances when i was a kid i had another one where we were walking my dog and i heard that noise at night i was like nine years old or something i screamed so loud and sprinted all the way home i don't know I even made it. I think I left my sister in the dust. 
It's haunting. <laughs> it really is. It's an awful, it's an awful sound. It really it's is. It's a terrible yeah. noise. I'm pretty sure that noise is responsible for a lot of legends. I'm, of, sure. Like, I'm sure. Urban legends and things. Yeah. So it's just such a terrible noise. Yeah. Anyway, people should not leave their cats out. Uh, it's neglectful. And what this guy's doing is certainly neglect- neglectful. And to laugh about it is horrible. So I think everyone sucks here mildly except for the guy taking ice cream from ikea if that's his worst offense yeah i, I actually uh I'm, i support that i support him too <laughs> he, you're support not, not only is he not the hero asshole he's the hero um yeah maybe the only thing i could think of is that maybe that she heard the third story first the cat one and it just put her off all these people just like these people are all shit and then she heard the second story and then the first story and she's just like is in a mood I could totally see myself being that way, too. It's just like, you know what? The hell with all you people. You're crazy. And so she might just work in an office full of, of just really bad people. Crazy people. Closer or to Dahmer than uh, Mother Teresa, I guess. Mother Teresa. Or she's heard these people saying other weird or creepy things. I like she's heard the guy with the ice creams doing other weird things things right yeah right but it's the ice cream is the worst offense i really don't think he sucks i support him um and i think she sucks a little bit for that but besides that everyone else in the story seems much worse than her yeah yeah i I would say let's let's see what what uh the poster said here let's see here okay i love that a 48 year old working on in finance is watching enacting and recommending tiktok trends on how to get free ice cream i need to meet this man yeah, that is interesting. That is a little long in the tooth for uh, a, a YouTube a, a TikToker. Um, I'd say you're an overall NTA though. You do need to chill out on the ice cream. No pun intended. It's a massive corporation. It's just a bit of ice cream. He's not recommending you go in and raid a charity shop's cash register. And the speeding one is uh, one that that that'll divide people. I personally think just don't speed. Then you won't get a ticket and be placed in a situation where you'll feel the need to rant. The cat one is the decider for me on why you're not the asshole. Neglecting an- animals is beyond shitty behavior, and you rightly called them out. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Yep, Nenis Dedry. Thank you. That uh, I think summed it up for me. And uh, yeah. So, all right. Uh, thanks, everybody. That's the end of our show here. If you uh, want to send us an email, send us an email at armchairpsychologistpodcast at gmail.com. And we will write back to you if you've got any stories that you want to share for yourselves, or if you found any interesting AITA threads in the uh, on Reddit, go ahead and send it to us and we'll read it on the next show. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. species called man does have any relationship with God. It's because he alone is able to undo God's work. I don't say he does it maliciously or on purpose. Just that is, other creatures were endowed with the instinct to survive. We seem to have been endowed with the instinct to destroy. I think I could turn and live without him. They do not lie to me. They do not make me sick discussing their duty to God. Not one of them, one evil to another, or to his own kind, lives without his
Not one of us. Respect.